Podcasts are an independent way for podcasters like me to bring a local voice to your ears. At the Spent the Rent Podcast, we strive to raise awareness of topics that affect the often underrepresented. Our title sponsor, Oregon Cashflow Pro, offers free money management advice that can help you take control of your finances. At OregonCashflowPro.com, you will find videos to guide you towards your goal of financial freedom. For more info, there will be a link in the show notes. The following podcast is available on all major streaming sites, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. You can now listen to all previous episodes, donate to the podcast, and buy shirts directly from the Spent the Rent podcast at our newly designed official website, strpod.com. Hello and welcome to the very first episode of the Spent the Rent podcast. I am your host, Self-Esteem Boat Willie. Let me tell you the game plan. Each episode, we will cover topics about sports, politics, music, and basically anything involving Eugene, Oregon, Lane County, and beyond. I'm going to bring guests that you're going to enjoy because it's going to be average people, common people that you can relate with, who are doing what they love for the passion, not for the money. My guest today has been recording and performing hip-hop music in Eugene, Oregon since the late 90s, but in the last couple years has made some giant waves. He has long been known for his dynamic and charismatic stage presence, but what sets Ender One apart from the rest is his authentic words. Ender One, welcome. Hey, my guy, thank you, but you talked me up way too much. They're going to be super let down when they hear this. They are going to be <laughs> less than let down. We will definitely, that's, that's a given. No doubt. Thanks for having me on, man. So... Uh, you know, I wanted to bring you on. This is the pilot episode of the Spent the Rent podcast. That's right, man. Congratulations, thank man. You, thank you. Uh, right now, my my goal is 12 listeners, Hell which is yeah. pretty exciting Hell stuff. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Anybody that's listening, shout out to you. Salute to you. Four of them live in my house. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Why not? Hey, dogs, cats, birds, anybody that tunes in. That is, that's how you got to do share it. Share it. Support it, man. Right. That's why I'm here to support you, man. I appreciate it. So... I wanted to bring you on because you have a lot of exciting stuff coming up. A couple things in the past that just happened that I'd like to talk to you about, chat with you about. Uh, so first of all, I wanted to talk to you about your tour last September. So it's now been a year. Yeah, you're getting crazy. ready. We'll get to your next step after this, but uh, your tour. So you went on a backwoods tour with an MC. Yeah, overtime. My boy, overtime out of uh, uh, out of Montana, and yeah, the backwoods tour. So we went literally across uh the country uh united states from here to maine which was insanity complete just out of our minds driving across the most intense rural like at one point this will just tell you how backwards it was at one point we were in wyoming driving at 2 a.m after a show and um i almost hit seven or eight horses that were on the highway <laughs> nice. traveling in the same direction it was insanity let me adjust this. I know how that goes. I actually last summer myself, I did go to Wyoming, and we no drove, shit. We, yeah, we went to Mount Rushmore, Yellowstone, the whole. That was the first. Yeah, that was the dope. first time I had left the Northwest. I was definitely scared in the Panhandle of Idaho. Oh, it was crazy I'm out not there. Not gonna lie. Yeah, it was crazy out there for sure. But uh, yeah, the the entire tour was uh, um, pretty insane when you think about how many of these small towns don't get a lot of shows and then how much love was shown. Like I was, it was humbling. It was, 
it was it was a blessing to say the least and it was really a cool combo because my boy overtime uh, uh shout out to my boy tyler he does a country rock hip-hop mix that's his genre and mine is you know obviously more on the conscious hip-hop you know underground side but you put those things together and it just worked and the shows it just worked and our work ethic really connected well and so the fan base i think felt it i had saw that when you had posted that you were doing the tour i was not familiar with overtime i looked it up mm-hmm. normally wouldn't you know gravitate to country rap but i was impressed because mm-hmm. he comes across as authentic mm-hmm. and it just seems natural it didn't seem like he was pushing anything or you know there's those songs see i i've obviously in the northwest we have tons of friends love country bump country mm-hmm. and there's some i've learned as i've i've kind of evolved as far as musical taste and interest is that country music just makes people happy like mm-hmm. regardless so mm-hmm. you had a barbecue or something you know, I've thrown him on a couple playlists, but you put that stuff on at a barbecue and everybody feels like ownership. Like they just, it just seems natural to him. It's pretty cool. For sure. No doubt. It is. He's a Montana boy through and through. I clown the shit out of him for it, but it's great. <laughs> it's great. Cause he, he, I told him, I said, you are my only cowboy friend. Genuinely. No, I'm just kidding. Right. Right. He's a, does he work? Did he rock cowboy? Hat? Oh, he'll rock a cowboy hat. He'll rock, a, you know, the belt buckles, the whole nine or whatever. And, and the boots and shit like that for sure, man. But it's one of those things where like, I have tons of friends too, that rock the hell out of country and don't even listen to hip hop, but they, but they love my music. Right. So I don't care what a person listens to, whether it's jazz or R and B or soul or whatever the hell you want to listen to. If a person is a good person, like that to me is like that's the testament. Like, well, I, and for I don't an artist of any any persuasion, oh, for painting, sure, man, it's gonna come through. And in if work. and if you're a professional about your work ethic, which he is, then and that's really where we got along is we both respected each other's craft, right? You know, and that and that to me is the biggest thing. Like, you know, I've met some big time cats, and I'm sorry, but if if you're a piece of shit, you're a piece of shit, and if you if you can't respect the guys that are opening it up for you or whatever it happens to be. Like I'll forever have the heart of an opener because I have done thousands, sure. literally thousands of shows. And so when it comes down to like that organic respect and love and admiration for the music and for the people that do it, that to me is what connected us in the first place is watching each other do what we do and taking pride in what we do right. and knowing that if we put it together, we can have a good product and, uh, uh, and take it to these cities that, that uh, showed the love that they did. And trust me, it was mutual a thousand percent. Right. Well, and I think that's that mentality, that humble attitude is what a, like people relate to and why they want to support you is because, you know, you can be making steps and there's other artists will be envious and you'll, you'll feel that oh, sometimes, sure. but realistically the fans are what matters mm-hmm. and yeah. they, just they admire that and i've i mean i've been to a handful of your shows not you know we get busy with life and i miss a lot but i've seen your set a few times and even though you've heard the song and seen the exact same every every time it's different man i appreciate that i try to make it like that and uh like you were saying about the fan base like you know it's one of those things like for years i remember and and that's the whole thing with gratitude right is you know i remember there was actually a show on the tour where a lady goes why do you talk about gratitude so much? And really just in of itself, the question was like kind of blew me away. But um, the things that I've seen in the places that I've been in my life that have allowed me to get to this place. If, right. if I didn't talk about gratitude, if I didn't show that I was grateful to be in the position that I am versus where I was like statistically, 
I should not fucking be here. I should be under the ground. I should be right, in a cell. Right. I should when, not fucking be here. When in the process of kind of turning your life around, did you find that you had to like fake it till you make it with the gratitude though? Like, there, cause I know now it's, it's authentic. To be, like, on, to be honest, it, it wasn't a, it wasn't for me. Like I, I remember hearing that and I hated it. Fake it till you make it. I just, okay. I, but, that's just me personally. Now it, yeah. some people, they genuinely make that move and they're like, I got to fake this till I make it. Like I got to buy some But you just had like a light switch kind of. It, it, it wasn't like that. Honestly, it was, I was always, once I got clean and sober, right? right. Which, which August 11th, man, by the grace of God, I got uh, 13 years clean wow. and sober, which is insane. That's, like so, a, that's bigger than a birthday. Oh, it's, oh, it's, yeah, this, you it, know. this is my birthday. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So oh, I can relate. But when I got clean and sober, um, first off, my life didn't all of a sudden just poof change. Right. Like what it really did was expose some of the real issues that I had in my life and my behaviors and my mentalities. And I would say probably year six or seven is really when I started okay. to take an honest, like on, on a on a deep, intimate level look at my life and where things were and where I wanted them to go and who I was. Right. And uh, just kind of laid my own cards out for myself um, and to be able to try and grow. But consistently, that's one thing that I'll say um, I owe to my mother's credit is because right. since growing up, she always like we didn't have things great. But we had things a lot better than a lot of other people. And so she always consistently reminded us that no matter where you're at, no matter where we were at in our life. Like I remember there was times when she'd take us to grocery stores to get samples because we didn't have food at home. And we didn't know that as kids. But she told me that later. Like, yeah, you know, we didn't have food. And so we'd go and get these samples. And that's how I would eat on Sundays or Saturdays or whatever happened to be. But she would constantly remind us that even though maybe that might be your situation, there's always someone close to you that has things worse than you. And so that implemented that gratitude concept. Like I even knew it when I was living on the fucking streets, when I was right. doing, when I was doing my shit, I always knew that I had it better than a lot of people or whatever. And, and to me, that wasn't a, that wasn't a fake thing. And that's what's so funny is when you see motherfuckers, they're like, you know, I come up to a show and they're like, this can't be real. Let me see if I can meet this motherfucker. And, and I'll feel that, right. you know, I'll feel that kind of testing type of thing. But I don't give a shit. You know, I just got to a point, to be honest, about a year and a half ago with my music. Right. With Bigger Than Me. Right. The whole purpose of that album was after a break of like taking care of life stuff. It was like, I'm done trying to make music that caters to any audience. I'm going to be me wholly and completely intertwine my recovery, my life, my sobriety, my struggles, my ins and outs in my music put it out there therapeutically for me. And if people like it, cool. If not, that's cool too. And so, which I feel like, that, I think people are liking it. You know, <laughs> and, I think you're doing hey, good. And, and you know, that that's, what's a, the biggest, craziest thing. Right. But right. I, I always heard it. Right. Is like, if you step, take a step back, if you get fucking real about yourself and if you're genuine to your craft and if the if the talent's le- there, if the skill's there, if the drive's there, if the work ethic is there, people will respond. And uh, um, and it has been. And, right. and my friends, my fan base, my family members, I mean, it's been a crazy roller coaster of emotions, to be honest, because in one year going from my first national tour and circling back and here we are now, we're talking a year later. Right. And, and I'm right. about to go on an international, international tour across exa- fucking I, Canada. Awesome with apathy and self-titled, I mean, you can't make this shit up. And right. so you I think know. the roller coaster of emotion is basically what it feels like to be at your show. I've, oh, I've been bro. to shows and look, look around and there is, there's 40 year old women crying. <laughs> seriously. Yeah, seriously yeah, like for yeah. real, because no, it's, no, so, it's real shit, man. It's genuine because the it's people real. get something different. Everyone gets something different out of it. And yeah. you talk a lot between songs to where 
you really engage. And to some people, especially with the sobriety and stories, yeah, yeah. It, it like resonates to people that might have just taken that path yeah, yeah. or have been on it a long time that you don't hear that in music. I yeah, mean, obviously yeah. in rap, most people are not most, a lot of people will talk about Zanny bars and all that right, nonsense. Right, right, right. And it yeah, just, yeah. there's no way that some of the people like I've seen, your mom at shows, of course it's your mom, but I've seen a woman that your mom doesn't know that looks like your mom that might've walked in randomly For and sure. they're just like, Oh my gosh, this is it. Yeah, you know? Yeah. And it, and it opens their eyes to the genre, which I think, you know, talking about overtime before that's what I saw in his music as well, that it opens up the genre that you just accept it. Yep. Like you don't even battle with only oh, country rap or whatever yep. it is. It's just his artistry. And that's pretty exciting stuff. Well, yeah. I mean, the, the, I guess the biggest thing for me in this music is this. Like if I told somebody just a couple sentences of of what my music or what I, what I'm about it would be this is I don't give a fuck where this ends or starts cuz something has already started, you know what I mean? Right. And and my goal with the music is if I can make an impact, like like the music, the the demons that I fight, if the shit in my soul resonates with somebody else to the point like I get chills talking about it because I'll get messages from random people, kids, you know, grownups across the country that that randomly heard my shit on some random, maybe a podcast or whatever it happens to be. And like, I am not on any major famous level, nor do I really care to be. But what right. I do care to do is make sure that every time I'm on a fucking stage or if I'm in a podcast like this or if I'm freestyling, whatever I'm doing, that I'm authentic and that I'm me 100%. Like the person that you meet right now Whoever you meet tomorrow is going to be the same dude, like whatever it happens to be. And that to me has been a practice in my music and my life, because if I can, like, it's so funny, the song work that I just sent you, right. it, it, it has probably one of my most, one of my favorite verses on it. And it talks about, you know, I cringe when people ask me if I ever make it because success is all subjective to what you value is sacred, right. you know, and, and because for me, like I might not ever have a fucking plaque on my wall. But if I have somebody that comes to a show and goes, hey, I was actually ODing two weeks ago in a hospital bed and I heard about your music and it got me through those times. And all of a sudden uh, it changed my mindset. I got my ass to an AA or NA meeting and I was able to meet other sober people. And now I have two weeks clean. Right. Like you can't put a fucking right. price on that th shit. That's the and, thing and, that I found like I've pretty open about it too that i've been sober from alcohol for two years or congrats man thank you and yeah. over two years yeah, and the thing that i found is that helping someone is the like the just desserts like that's, that's it. where it, that's it, it keeps you going and i mean that's nothing it nothing can touch that that's it man you know because i've had people approach me and be like what did you do and i'm like i just i, I don't go to meetings but i just substituted going to the bar with at first going to fancy rest, not fancy Olive Garden, going to restaurants hey, and get, and get hey, yeah, man, you know, that's hey, fancy hey, to hey, me, you, man. When you, Take me when to you fucking spent Olive the Garden. rent, Olive Garden is what you do. Yes. You know? Yes. So, but anyway, uh, as I, as I digress, uh, I wanted to ask you about this tour too. You mentioned it, the Canadian tours yeah, coming up. Yeah. How did that come to fruition? Man, man? so crazy, man. So this is, uh, yeah. So the behind the scenes of it is I did a show with apathy and self-titled a couple months ago in Portland. And, uh, um, I was packing up my merch table at the end. This is the behind the scenes. This is like the first time anybody knows. exclusive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Cue <laughs> that. Wah, 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 right, right. You know, but no, I, I'm doing this show uh, with Apathy and Self Titled in Portland uh, a couple months ago, probably four, five months ago, something like that. But anyways, I was packing up uh, my merch table, and I was the last 
Um, I was the last opener out there, performer, whatever, packing up all my stuff out there at the end of the show. And everybody at this point is left. It's just me and my homeboy that helped me with the merch. My boy Ben, shout out to my guy. Love you, man. Anyways, and uh, we're packing up the stuff. And I see App and Self up on the stage. And they're about to leave uh, out of the side stage. And I was like thinking to myself, ah, I'm going to go introduce myself, man. Just shake hands, just kind of like on a on a business tip. And I try to do that as an admiration, especially for artists like these guys. I've been listening to Apathy and Self-Titled for, you know, literally like 10 years. Right. Man. And so, you know, to be able to rock a show alone with them was a cool thing. So I went up, introduced myself and uh, a just shook their hand. We chopped it up for like 30 seconds. Nothing crazy long or anything like that. And then uh, uh, um, it was the next day. Uh, that apathy actually hit me up on on IG on Instagram, sent me a direct message, and we just started chopping it up. and uh, uh, And he threw out the the invite and kind of said, kind of sparked a little bit of the light and said, you know, we're looking at planning probably a tour in Canada across September. You know, if you can figure out kind of financial status and whatever you got to do, you know, with your legal paperwork, passports, and those type right. of things. Have you uh, never left the country? No. Oh man. No, no. Yeah. So I had to figure out a lot of different things. You know, and I'm a, I, I had a record. You know, right? by the grace of God, I got that shit expunged. Right? Thank God. Right? And uh, uh, shout out to all my expungees. And so you know, uh, was able to get that handled. But long story short, the seed was planted. But that's exactly what it was. It was a seed, and I couldn't confirm anything. And there was a lot of ups and downs. And next thing you know, uh, you know, we're texting. You know what I mean? And just chopping up. And I'm checking in every now and then, or whatever. And uh. uh you know, he's he's seeing me on Instagram and I'm seeing him, you know, whatever. And uh, it just became kind of like a grown man conversation. And to be honest, like now when, I, you know, when I've talked to him now, it's not like, you know, we're on a buddy buddy level ne- necessarily. Sure. But there's definitely that mutual respect of of artistry. And it blows my mind that right. I'm even talking about this shit right now. And so when I got the confirmation it actually came from somebody texting me and saying, congrats about the tour. And I clicked and I looked on his Facebook and Instagram and, and saw my name on the on the poster, on the flyer and shit like that, that it was officially confirmed because there's all kinds of different moving pieces, obviously, that have to go on behind the scenes. But uh, uh, and when I saw that, man, I just I, I tripped out, man. It's one of these things where I'm, I'm anyone that knows me uh, for any significant amount of time knows what I put into my music right. and into my craft. And to do music for as long as I've done. I mean, these are things that you drive away from shows as an opener and you go, man, how tight would it be if right, so-and-so right. hit me up and said, hey, do you want to come on this tour? Da, 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 da. And so to have that fucking happen right. is like So when that crazy, feeling, I mean, man. I guess it's like the person that you kind of idolize or look up to or whatever or inspired by, once they kind of become a peer mm-hmm. in your mind, it's like you put them in a different box. It's like, it's like all of a sudden you just forgot how before you're like, like you couldn't even talk to him, you know? Yeah. To, to be honest, man, you know, there's, uh, there's this promoter, uh, this cat named Gage that I met in Salt Lake city on tour last year. And, uh, a a really cool cat, man. I got along really good with him. And, uh, and he said something really cool to me, uh, when we, uh, had a conversation and he talked about how once you get kind of in the music, uh, seriously right. on an in-depth right. level you start to notice how small of an umbrella it is and all oh, of a yeah. sudden you start to meet people and know people and that's what it felt like it felt like all of a sudden it shrunk the game down for me in a weird sense that was like all of a sudden 
I, in a weird way, knew somebody that knew DJ Premier and Pete Rock, right? And, you know, and all these right. like hip hop legends. You know what I'm work, saying? It legitimizes the hard work you've put in for oh a my decade. God, plus, it's just it, 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 honestly, it's surreal, man. And like I, you know, like I, I made the I made a video, like I went live with it right afterwards because I was tripping when I saw the flyer. And that was it, man. And and then it was it was confirmed, man. And it was you know because I'm one of those paranoid cats that like until I see my fucking name on a flyer, right? I'm like I'm I'm not even gonna believe this is you, apathy over the phone until I see you know what I'm saying right. like like crazy get, paranoid. Like I'm weird like that. Like in Ashton Kutcher showing up or for something. sure, right. man. Which would so, be a cruel trick to an underground <laughs> it'd be artist. So fucked up, man. But yeah, once I saw it, man, it's uh, uh to to be honest, man. I like I I I borderline shed a tear every time I talk about it because. Uh, you know, like I remember waking up under a bridge. I remember, right. I remember waking up, uh, um, you know, in cars with with um, puke and bodily fluids all over myself. Like I remember some pretty dark times in my life, and so to be able to have this, um, the credit goes um, to the higher power that I choose to call God, man, because there's there's something bigger than me going on. That was the purpose of the album. Right. There's something bigger than me. Like I don't care what you believe in, your religious, spiritual beliefs. You know, if it's a rock or if it's a doorknob or if it's Buddha, I don't care. Right. There's something bigger going on. And this to me was like, all right, God, you got me like, you know, like, like this is it's crazy. I couldn't even put anything else to it. Like even right now in this interview, it's, it's hard to I don't know. I feel you even I talk about you. it, man. So I wanted to uh, I wanted to also talk about, uh, you know, you've got a GoFundMe page set up for the yeah, tour. Yeah. You're about halfway to a little over halfway to you. Yeah. And, and we will post that in the link below the, cool, the content and stuff and, that, and make man. sure that people can get on that. Yeah. Uh, well, and let me say this too. So like <laughs> that was a challenge, man, was like being able to humble myself enough to ask for help, you know, but I, I want to give a special thanks to every single person um, that whether it's a dollar or a hundred dollars, like, cause th- literally, so my wife knows this more than anybody is uh, I am a stubborn, prideful <laughs> son of a bitch and I hate asking for help. And, uh, um, and I talked to my producer of my entire new album, Joey Kaufman, my brother, I love you, man. And, uh, um, talked to him like two weeks before we created the GoFundMe or whatever. And just when it was just a thought, it was just kind of a process. And he asked me, he said, so if this opportunity becomes real, like, are you going to be able to handle that, you know, financially? Cause obviously there's some That's, big right, things, right. you know, and, uh, um, which is a scary thing too, how someone that apathy and self-titled are at a different level yep. to where when they ask you, they understood the process because sure. they are still somewhat underground. Yep. So they understood the process, but that's a scary thing when that, oh, when finances man. make that opportunity slip by you. Yep, absolutely. And so that was, that was the biggest thing was, you know, I kind of made this, you know, he's like, are you going to do a crowdfunding thing? And I was like, ah, like this. And he's the one that instantly kind of put me in check on it. And he's like, look, man, if there was ever um, a time to set aside pride and to ask for help from right. the people that care about you and the people that support you. Now is that moment. Right. Now is that fucking time. And uh, uh, really the thought process in my mind that helps me to, re- to remember why it's so important to humble myself is uh, really going back to if the tables were turned and my son was to come to me years from now and he said, uh, hey, Dad, I, I've been given this opportunity. I've been working for 10 plus years on this, da, 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 and I have this opportunity, but it costs money. I don't have the money. I have some people I could ask for help, but I just don't want to. Right. What would I say? You got to do something. And I would say, son, Knock on you need doors. to drop your fucking pride. <laughs> right. And you get out there and you ask for help. Right. And you do whatever it takes and you run through that door and you sprint as hard as you can. You go for it. Because this is one of those opportunities where, you know, you pray for it. You don't know if it's going to come across. Who knows what will happen from this? But what I will say is this, 
is that I don't believe in coincidence. Right. Like, like there's right. a purpose. Like serendipity. Yeah. There, yeah. There's a reason. There's a momentum that's created and I'm going to grab hold of it. Like, I don't care if I got a, a, a swim to get there. Like I'm going to figure it out. But by the blessing and the grace of my fans, my family members, some friends that are close to me, like it's unreal. Like, yeah, we're at about halfway, halfway point to the goal right now on the GoFundMe page. And, uh, um, yeah, I mean, we got about two, roughly two and a half weeks before like everything kind of has to be set in motion. Cause obviously the date to leave is September 18th. So there's different like merch purchasing and all kinds of different crazy moving factors. But, uh, um, yeah, we have different, you know, bonuses and shit like that for people that go on there and support. But if, uh, um, I do want to say this is that anybody that donates, uh, we're listing them in the next album in the, in the, co- oh, wow. yeah, as thank you yeah. like by name, you know, and whatever, because, they're a part of this. I mean, I'm not here without. Well, and that's the thing you about, know. you know, you're talking about in a CD. People, that's a, the one thing that's still a plus about underground music is the CDs actually worth something. Physicals, baby. <laughs> you know, because, Physical you copies of shows, right. baby. Right. Uh, so you mentioned the la- We're going to wrap this up pretty quick, cool. but you mentioned the uh, the new album. Yeah. And the new Cry album, Now, Smile Later. Cry Now, Smile Later. Yeah. I saw the album cover. It's yep. in a, the picture's in a yeah. big box store. We'll just say that so we <laughs> yeah. don't get sued. Yeah, for it's sure. It's pretty, pretty, with yeah. the smiley face. So. Yeah, it's at a friend of mine's house, Fred Meyer. You might know him. <laughs> I think he's in Missouri now. Yeah, yeah exactly. But, uh, so, so it's pretty exciting stuff. Your record release show. So the album's canned. It's done. The album is literally in its final works, and that's part of the was part of the GoFundMe too. Is because our budget literally got to a standstill. So I I did a lot of things right with this album that I hadn't done in a long time. But unfortunately, what that meant is me sacrificing some finances. And so, right. uh, but yeah, at this point, everything that is recorded needs to be recorded. I got a, a buddy of mine. Uh, Andy Stacks, DJ Andy Stacks out of Portland, who's laying down some cuts and scratches. And uh, yeah, we're going to send this. Was the album done before you had found out about the Canadian tour? No. Man, so you really have been grinding. Oh, it's, it's, have you slept? I have, no, (laughs) no, no, absolutely not, man. I have a two year old on top of that, so there's no sleep. Right. But this, what's, what's so tight about everything, though, is this album, like, I, I literally, I know everyone says this about like whatever new album they got coming out. But there are some things I feel like in hip hop that are lacking, obviously, in our world today. And I think one of them is honesty. Right. And uh, I took I took a lot of fucking risk. I'll just say this when it comes down to this album. And uh, and I don't really care uh, the negative drawback because I know that the positive impact I mean, from some of the as, stuff I say is going to be felt. As long as you didn't try to battle real. Pusha T. No. <laughs> Yeah. Then <laughs> yeah, no. I do clown Drake on a couple lines. Right. I got to say that. But, but you know, no, it's, I mean, it, love. actually, that was one of my favorite parts of your last album when you said I, I, I can beat you at you. oh and I mean obviously talking about Kendrick oh for sure I don't even listen to Kendrick because yeah. the only hip hop I listen to is myself because I have to keep my Spotify plays at like 10 or 12 a day so I, <laughs> yes. so I keep to be honest I don't even track that shit I know that's so bad but I just don't even have the time I don't know why I look at it because I literally make music for myself that's which it. is so I, I enjoy it that's people, where it needs to be first I know people sure. talk trash and I don't care doesn't and matter that, I mean, the whole thing about the spent the rent thing, that's what it's about to me is, is that this is, I do it because it's It's like, it's the therapy, you know? Absolutely. Well, in the passion and the love's real, you know, like, like ultimately I, you know, I don't give a shit if somebody, uh, like I get random links and shit sent to me all the time from guys that maybe not the greatest musically inclined, but their passion is real. And to me, if, if a person is, uh, uh, genuine, right? Like you said earlier, authentic, that word. If a person is like that, like, I don't give a shit if they only have two followers. If right. if they're authentic about it, I'm going to listen to it and I'm going to send them a comment. I'm going to say, you know, whatever it happens to be. 
but yeah, man, this the new album out September first, and the release show at the Wow Hall. So we'll put um, we'll put. Is there a way to still buy tickets? Tickets for are sure. still available. No, yeah, I yeah, will yeah. put a link to that as well. You can go to enderone.com or it's also on the Wow Hall's website too. But yeah, and uh, it's got some, I got some dope performers with me too. So I got Serge Severe coming down from Portland. Uh, uh, a dope uh, singer Samantha Schaffner who she, she watch for her she's off the chain too and that's she, Cerebral Cortex's sister yeah yep yeah. yeah, yeah. and she's off the hook and then uh, uh, and then I just confirmed my brother Dizio is going to be rocking with me too yeah we and so yeah we just confirmed him on and uh, uh, I'm excited man these these are all artists that I respect and you know to put somebody on a record release show obviously it means I vouch for them as artists right. too well and and it's uh, your night so it's something you hand chose you absolutely know? yeah no, yeah. I, I had nobody do this shit for me you know what I mean right. like we reach out we booked the wild hall and connected with them we we reached out to these artists and uh, they're people that I respect and I people that I think ultimately make a good show because anybody that knows anything about me and my shows I care about putting on a oh, good show. Oh, the good, stage presence is, is dynamic. Well, and I care about putting on a good show as a whole for that night, right? right? Like, so people right. from the time they get there to the time they leave, not like, oh, yeah, we went, but the openers were eh. Like, no, these these cats are all people, artists uh, that, that excel in their craft. And right. so I'm, I'm excited for it for sure. Well, Ender, I want to thank you for coming. This is the first episode of the Spent the Rent podcast. So you've got a national tour coming up with an album coming out. International. international yeah, tour, inter right? And they may, are you sure they're going to let you into Canada? Because America's no, not I'm too. Not, I'm not sure. Leave I'm your Make sure. America Great hat I haven't got my passport yet. It should be on the way, hopefully, unless they deny me. So we'll find out. No, it, it, it's going to be exciting. Do you, so where does, what day does that start? It starts September 19th in Victoria, Canada, and it ends in Montreal. So we're literally going across the entire country. It's fucking so the wow hall show is that a saturday yep it's Satur on a saturday night september 1st that should be easy for people to remember yep. tickets are still on sale you can get them at the wow hall or yeah you can go to ender1.com my website you can go to ticketweb.com you can go to wowhall.org i think is their website and uh yeah they're out there uh 10 bucks pre-sale 15 at the door whatever but it's gonna be off the chain and i really hope everyone can make it uh to celebrate with us my i even have a secret guest um, he's only two years old and, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, my ginger son, well, he might make an appearance. I got some special plan for him, so it should be pretty cool. That should be pretty exciting. Well, I want to thank you again for coming out and doing this for me. I know that your wife and kid are waiting so they can, you can go, yeah, you no can go worries, buy them some man. lunch. Yeah, for sure, man. And I'm, I'm excited. Thank you and God bless you, man. Yeah. This is really exciting. I'm excited for you and your podcast too, Thank man. you, dude. So, I don't know how it's going to go. This is the first episode. Hey, shout out to all the listeners that shared this interview of my boy, Patrick. He's putting in the work. And uh, I support him, and uh, you should too. And no, he didn't pay me to say that. Or give me a free haircut. <laughs> I don't have any money. And he I didn't give me a free haircut because I have no hair either. So just remember, we're going to wrap it up here, but just remember, you're not having fun until you've spent the rent. Boom. As I wake up, before I start my day up, yeah. I close my eyes to say a quick prayer to throw some grace up. Cause I remember the days of choose what holes I laced up. Uh -huh. The alcohol I drank up in the morning so I don't shake oh, up. The fights that got my face cut, what? the pipes I had to scrape up. Trying to stunt for a grand, but in my hand was only like eight bucks. Yeah, all of that's why I'm gracious. Yeah. All the past and the pain just gave me something to work with. See, I use it as my paintbrush. Fuck fame, must I am dangerous like a plane just in a train up. Wait. 
You wanted a song for bitches, then when I'm done, you can turn Drake up. Maybe it's how I was raised up. But my mama, she used to say, son, if you got nothing good to say, your mouth should probably stay shut. And you should go to work. I'm lacing up my boots with no excuse. I go to work. And my moment of truth, you'll see the proof in how I my dreams go to work like it's fun work till i'm sweating on this mic like i just might burst a lung see my work ethic demands respect for this person that i've become because i model what it means to work not just for me for my son and hip-hop is a big c so there's a large amount of fishes but the difference is with me i just work harder than you bitches yeah i'm an artist you should witness i should charge you just to listen because i pull bars out of nowhere like i don't know where my pharmacist is and cars are riches never was my target margin with this no need to double tap my picks to know my heart was in this you can pick apart my ratings but i know the part you misses i made the spark they lit this so fuck with the arguments is yeah there ain't much more to say about it ain't no other way around it you claim to hate your life but all you ever do is complain about it want money to buy a crib but i've seen yours you just lay around it you think my life just came the way i found it hell no i went to From strangers and hurting kids Who tell me I give them hope Just from some words that I spit So please think before you ask If my music is earning chips Cause my idea of what success is in yours Just doesn't mix That's why I cringe when people ask me If I think I'll ever make it Cause success is all subjective To what you value is sacred I bought a house last year Shit I used to sleep on the pavement Drop the beat Guess what I'm trying to say is I've already made it Listen I used to put my slip in the basket Meant for donations on my P.O. No I actually went to that AA shit And now I sign my name The difference is the location Cause I'm signing autographs for fans That don't know I'm not famous And I'm grateful for everyone I know none of this is permanent But that's why when it comes to this working shit I am merciless Ask who's next and you heard I'm in Ask to next I just murdered it And I don't give a fuck how you interpret it That's just how I I'm lacing up my boots with no excuse I go to work In my moment of truth you'll see the proof And how I work that early is on time, on time is late. What that means to me is I need to show up to work every day because any day might be my last. So for me, this right here is just clocking in. <laughs> Let's go to work.